Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And you know there's not a lot of sport happening when the main event last night, Sky Sports' main event was Sky Sports News. Really? <laughs> Great. <laughs> was, well, there's always sports news, well, you as, know, as we've just really been discovering event, with Fletch. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You, you couldn't take in any football in last night. There was well, nothing, nothing to watch. There's nothing to watch, really. Yeah, yeah. it's going difficult. What can you do? Um, but, of course, we'll Will you watch the conference plate tonight? I probably will actually because we're working tomorrow. So you know, yeah. should keep an eye on it. I didn't even realize Feyenoord were in the final. It's great, isn't it? So yeah. funny. <laughs> Where they go, Alan, in the clips of the week last week, <laughs> and I said, "We'll get Marcel on today because he'll be in Tirana, <laughs> Marcel van der Kron, our Dutch, because it's Feyenoord." He said, "Is it?" That didn't even register. I know. Uh, it's not good, it. is it? And uh, you've eaten up football's top table for too long to be worrying about stuff like the conference play. Love the conference next <laughs> yeah, year. Maybe the conference knows? play may be a big deal. The race for seventh, <laughs> we'll all be there. I see the Duke of Kent attended the Chelsea Flower Show. Of course, he was only interested in strawberry plants yes. and lawn fertilizer. <laughs> yeah, well, what an actor he was, lawn fertilizer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, in the, I get a lot out of the court circular when there's no football on. Yeah. The announcements of the engagement of Miss AK Too Good. She must be an Everton fan, as in too good to go down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness you didn't take that to its logical conclusion. That's true. So, um, what we're looking for this afternoon from the listeners is the day you pushed your luck. Okay. I think probably we all did it as kids at some point, whether it was... Uh, Somebody who was about three or four years older than us. But in this case, it was some gobby students, we were told in today's oh, son. Yeah, who um, saw Anthony Joshua uh, walking past uh, their dorm window and thought they'd give him a load of clog. So they started saying, you're frightened of Tyson Fury and you've been ducking fights. And he took so much of this, probably, because he, you know, get someone who's a bit leery from the safety of mm. five floors up and a locked door. Mm. <clears throat> but he must have bit on something. So what he did was he, um, he, he he rang the buzzer in the building and someone let him in. I know. Yeah. I don't know if it was the people in the room, but probably not, I'm guessing. So he went up to the room and he gave him a bit of a volley and a warning. Um, remember you're running your mouth, he said, etc., etc. We won't go into com- the complete details of it. I'm surprised they didn't complain about having hurt feelings. You know, yeah. what students are like, so. <laughs> Well, in this case, uh, they probably uh, they were probably learnt more than they ever did 
at most of the lectures they've ever had before. And I think we've all learned that the hard way. Or maybe people have learned that from you. We're not violent men, Mr Forty, and we're not condoning. So I turned around and gave him a good hiding. But there are times in life, I think, when uh, we all push our luck sometimes. So we're looking for your tales, much like those students, of uh, just pushing your luck. So talksport.com, uh, text 81089. You can tweet T-S-H-N-J, that's You can text us at 81089 and give us your stories this afternoon. And I went to the uh, exhibition at the Design Museum yesterday afternoon. It's the football called, exhibition, yeah, designing yeah. the beautiful game. We had the called. curator in. It, was, it sounded very good. Really good. good. I, I would say it's a bit pricey. It was, I mean, mm. we got the concession price of, I think it was twelve fifty or something. You know, it is just an. It's not that big an exhibition, right. but it is good. It has some interesting stuff in there, and uh, I quite like the women's table football. I showed you that. And there's yeah. women's beauty. I didn't know that either. Right. Uh, some old stuff like you'd expect, like blow football. I've never heard of finger footer. No, what was that? Well, this is the game from what sort of era? I think really early, one of the earliest football games, a real sort of 1908 or something like Blimey. that. Blimey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they also, there's got some eclectic stuff. You said it had the the calling cards of the various hooligan firms oh, yeah, they were from good. over the years. I mean, it's... You've been... Because well, that was the thing, wasn't it? They, they basically beat you to a pulp and then they just leave a card on you, which I thought was a terrible thing to do. Yeah. The Intercity firm, they, that was the West Ham group. No one from um, no one from uh, the local printing shop ever felt it was a good idea to tell the police, I take it. Yeah. Uh, Leeds just United- had a bloke come in and ask for 200 cards. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Leeds United fans can seriously damage your health. You've been warned. Blimey. So it's an interesting things. thing that they should have that amongst all the other games. Yeah, what, what else is, What else did they have there? Uh, what else did they have? Wembley. Do you remember that game? Yes. Wembley, yeah, it's a bit yeah. like Monopoly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they had that kit. Because it's a collaboration, the uh, Cameroon kit, all in one. Oh, yeah. Thing. That was quite good. Which you but, wore as like a, yeah. like a bodysuit, wasn't it? The shorts were just sort of all part of the suit. Shirt and shorts That's right. combined. So uh, there was also a thing from Eastbourne Town Ultras. Where they've taken famous labels like Marmite and Heinz and, and made them into their own sort of thing. Ultras, it's a really odd situation. Yeah. Cream of Eastbourne Town FC soup, but like Heinz. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't well, know a new anything. one on me. No, I didn't know anything about that either. But uh, my wife enjoyed it. She didn't like football, but she, she enjoyed it. She enjoyed it. Yeah. So worth going along. I'd say so. If a bit pricey. Yep. Okay, where's it? Where is the Design Museum? Andy? Kensington, Kensington, London's Kensington. So if you find yourself in London, pop along. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, you've been telling us, uh, we were saying uh, some students pushed their luck with Anthony Joshua shouting mm. um, stuff at him from a dorm window. Um, he managed to get into the building and, and have a word with them. Um, so, pushing your luck. Uh, I met one of my heroes, the wonderful Alan Minter, says Paul. Mm. And in conversation, uh, made the mistake of saying, I was surprised he wasn't taller. My observation didn't go, don't go down too well, he says. I was lucky to get out alive. So keep telling us your stories. Such <laughs> Alan Minter had beaten him up yeah. for saying he was a bit short. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, uh, Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Andy, what were you saying there? You've well, been... talking about the woman in the uh, Times announcements. Uh, I can't remember her name now, her first name. Miss Too Good. Yes. And I said she was an Everton fan because they were too good to go down. Hmm. Uh, but just looking at my LinkedIn page, somebody called Carly Too Good. Must be related, I suppose. It's just viewed my profile. Not necessarily uh, related. She well, probably wants to send you some hate mail for having a pop at her <laughs> surname and not going through with the rest it's of... It's quite an unusual name, though, isn't it? Alexandra is the name of the uh, two good that got engaged. OK, well, great. Congratulations to her. <laughs> now, it's often the case when a, a, a Sunday team uh, has a good season... Um, they'll go to the cup final, won't they? They'll have the suits on. They'll have a coach. Yeah. They'll lay on a coach. Oh, we've done that. Yeah, of yeah. course. That's the way to do it. But then you can you can up the ante a touch when you've mm. had a season as good as College Wanderers FC in Scunthorpe. They lifted the EC Surfacing Limited Scunthorpe and District Football League Division One title. Ah, oh, the magic. I don't need to tell you that, <laughs> but um, they did more than that. I think they won the Challenge Cup. And the Sporting Shield. What a season. It. What a season for them. They've done the treble. So they thought, let's get an open-top bus. Yeah, that's one level above an ordinary coach. That it we certainly did. is. I'm, I'm impressed with that. And they, uh, and they went round the streets of Scunthorpe in it. Here to tell us more about that is uh, Craig Hunsley. He is the co-manager of College Wanderers FC. Uh, Craig, good afternoon. Afternoon, guys. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Congratulations. Yeah, we well, I mean, say. we should say for doing thank the travels. Yeah, I mean, I hopefully got manager of the year or co-manager of the year for and that. And player manager. And player manager, yes. Um, I think we're just waiting for the end of season awards for that. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we don't want to influence the vote. So whose idea was it to, to go open top bus, not just uh, anything else? So when, it, when we were doing well, coming towards the end of the season, one of the players came up with the idea Come on, lads, if we win the treble, shall we do an open-top bus? Um, he's, he's often coming up with, with daft ideas, he's Matty, and we all sort of brushed it off. But obviously, we won the league, we won the cup, and then as it came to the final final cup, we, we won that. Mm. And um, the idea that he was born, it, it became reality. Um, 
What was the attitude of the company? You, you tell them you have to tell the company you're you're hiring it from what you're doing it for. I take it. We we just said we wanted a we wanted to drive around Scunthorpe for two hours, and uh, yeah, they were fine. <laughs> that was it. Okay, that was it. Yeah. Did you that need permission from the local council? That sort of idea. No, we, we did think about that, but we thought better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a beautiful. That's a, that's a beautiful phrase that I've become the mantra of <laughs> most of the talk sport listeners from this point of view when they spend all night in so the park. Tell us a little bit about the team because that's a fine achievement. I was reading that you you don't get much chance to train. So, how have you become so decent? So I think well, we, we have an average age of sort of thirty six. We've all been half decent players in our time at, at sort of local level and a few at semi pro clubs and what have you. Not very high up the pyramid. But we're all sort of coming to uh, the end of our, our career. And, um, yeah, we, we just, I don't know, we, we we did we did what we did. We, at the start of the season, we lost the first game, believe it or not, in, in the Lynx Cup. So it didn't look too promising. We were struggling for players. Um, but we got a team together from Christmas onwards. And, uh, yeah, it snowballed and it's been it's been amazing. Yeah. So what did the people of Scunthorpe make of you going around the streets for two hours waving at them? The reaction was great, to be honest. We, we kind of thought it might be two minutes and we thought, what are we doing this for? But <laughs> it, it was it was probably the, one of the best two hours. I, I've been married, I've got kids, but two of the best hours of my life. It was <laughs> it was hilarious. Cars were following us, beeping horns. Obviously, people that knew that we were doing it, all, all 15 of them were out on the streets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it was funny. great. And so did you, what part of, did you go right into the centre of town? Did you go past all the sort of built up areas? Did you kind of get right into the the metropolis of Scunthorpe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the ex-manager actually, uh, Plummy, he drove the route and planned it out the week before. So we knew where we were going. We gave the route to the driver and we went, obviously, down through the town centre, around, down past uh, Glanford Park. Trying not to rub it in Scunthorpe United's nose oh, yeah. too much, obviously. Oh, dear. Disastrous uh, season. Yeah, you had a much better season than them, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, what about the good people at EC Surfacing Limited? Do they have anything to say about it? Um, I'm, they're probably, this is probably the first they're hearing about it. Or yesterday <laughs> when it was in the sun. I'm not sure. Great promo for yeah, them, isn't it? For all your surfacing needs in the Scunthorpe area. I, I, have you got yeah. many Scunthorpe fans in, in the team? Yeah, we've got a few. We've got young Aiden, um, our youngest player, 18. He's, he's a big Scunthorpe United fan. And we, we've got a few others. But yeah, it's mainly, yeah. I suppose, my United and Liverpool fans we're made up of. Well, things p- keep picking up for you and it keeps going the same way for them. You could be playing them soon, couldn't you, Craig? This is the, what about that? Could be playing at Scunthorpe? I, 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 think, we, I think we'd give them an half-decent game. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, I mean, would you do it again? You'd rec- Would you recommend it to other uh, other clubs? It costs you about 40 quid each, apparently. You it, all had to chip in to, to hire the uh, the open-top bus. It was 40 quid and it was, yeah, If you, if you, I would do it all over again. Yeah, it was a 40 quid well spent, two hours where we had we had great fun. It's, it's a team that's been going since 1966. Um, you know, over the last probably 10 years, it's when it's had its most success. We've won a fair few league titles. We've won, you know, the Lynx Cup. And yeah, this, this tops it off. Um, but so, yeah, to any other teams out there, the, the reaction that we've had has, has been fantastic. I, I would, yeah, I'd definitely recommend it. Yeah, we yeah. should mention your local pub because they've obviously uh, contributed as well. Yeah. The Talbot the, Inn. The, yes, the Talbot Inn is where we drink drink from every weekend. So we go back there, pay our subs, do the team card. Um, they put a curry, Christine and Kev put a curry on for us. We have a drink and a, and a sing song in there. Penny Arcade being our, being our club anthem. All right. 
And the the bus. That's away, where, the, oh yeah, yeah. And the bus uh, to leave and end up there. So that was where the parade started and ended. I'll take it. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Okay, well, as I say, you may well have started a trend. Mm. Um, and uh, I hope you have a good season next season. Maybe we'll be chatting to you again. I don't know where you can go after this, though, Craig. How do you, yeah. how do you kind of have a fly past? Can I have a banner going over the last game on a biplane or something? You've got to, you've got to find a way to up the ante after this. There's there's talk of an end of season tour uh, bus tour around Benidorm next year. Oh. Put it that way. <laughs> okay, classy. <laughs> yep. Okay, we can see which way this is going. Cheers, Craig. Thanks very much. Oh, cheers. Thank you. There we are, Craig Hunsley there, the co-manager of College Wanderers FC, mm. who went with the open-top bus. Well done to them. I just noticed, Andy, the IPL is still on. It seems to have been on for about three years. In the last week of it. <laughs> it's the... Uh, yesterday, the... Uh, oh, God, I can't even remember who they're called now. Is it Gujarati? They beat uh, Rajasthan Royals to get to the directly to the final. Rajasthan right. Royals. It's a funny system they have. They have yeah. two playoff games, and then one goes straight through to the final, and then the other one plays the winner of the other playoff game. To... Seems to have been on for a long time. Oh, it does go on for a long time. Yeah. Joss Butler again, brilliant again yesterday, though. Fantastic. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. In the meantime, Andy, what, what did you want to talk about? Yeah, an, an Arsenal top Patrick Vieira wore in 2005 in his fight with Manchester United's Roy Keane. It wasn't actually a fight, was it? It was more a yeah. staring out here. Yeah. Yeah. Made £9,000 at a London auction. I thought it would be better if he... If he to twinned it with the shoes he wore last week to have a go at that Everton fan. <laughs> Chuck them in as an extra. Yeah. Yeah, it, it could be, yeah. That was, a, that was a, a, a pretty powerful old bit of telly at the time, wasn't it? Mm. I remember chatting to Graham Pohl, who was in the thick of that, trying to trying to keep them apart. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yesterday... The as, new... Roy, as Roy weighed in, of course. Well, did, really. Pick on someone your own size was the first, was his opening line, wasn't it, to Patrick Vieira? Well, I think it's fair enough. <laughs> as he really. went in on Gary Neville, Too, yeah. Pretty wholehearted players, fair mm. enough. Uh, heart to him, heart. Heart specialists have recommended only watching an hour of TV a day, which is not great for football fans, is it? What should you do? First half or second half? Yeah. That's mad. What would I, don't you, know they, you, I don't know why they make suggestions like that. It's completely stupid. No one's going to do that. You wouldn't that, want to watch 24 hours in A&E either, would you? If you're going <laughs> to pick one hour of telly, yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. you know, make sure it's not that. Yeah, not, not ideal. The June issue of Vogue contained a behind-the-scenes info on Brooklyn Pelts Beckham's wedding. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> well, you clearly do. I don't. Haven't you bought a copy? No. <laughs> uh, we discovered, Andy, one of the things we did discover um, was that um, Brooklyn and his wife, Nicola, fed guests three-pound burgers from her dad's fast food chain. Well, did they charge them? No, they didn't, no, but um, they basically <laughs> brought a Wendy's truck in, Wendy, because yeah, the old man tremendous. invests in well, the suppose, business. You know, obviously, after you know, often it gets to a certain point in the yeah. do, doesn't it, where you, you know... It was their version of the bacon roll, wasn't it? Firework display, bacon roll uh, situation, as Glenn would probably call it if he was a wedding Mm. planner. I'd like to see Glenn Hoddle as a wedding planner. Yeah, we didn't eat at all, says Nick. Yeah, yeah no, that'd be good. Let's Until not run we... with it. We're just, <laughs> it's just, let's take it as read that, that he'd do it fantastically well and what, he'd Glenn come Hoddle in. As a wedding he'd say, planner. "This is, you know, this is the fall, you know." Uh, yeah, Glenn as a wedding. I've got, I've got, I've got nothing. Why would he be any I've got, good at I've got, it? I've got, no, I've got no idea. He's good at everything. Yeah, he is. Um, but he'd get it tactically, get it right. You think? <laughs> I think he would. Like to tactically get a wedding right, yeah. but he really. Okay. There was. It reminds me. There was an exhibition. There was an exhibit at this uh, design in football. Yeah. Um, thing that I went to yesterday. It was just basically all the formations that exist in world football on a mm. poster. 
Right. But what a marvellous poster for Glenn Hodder or Ian Dowie. Yes, it, it would it would be uh, tremendous. Would be sensational. But, uh, yeah, they, they brought in, uh, uh, as you say, the Wendy's truck. Um, mm. Brooklyn had it. It was my idea, he says, claiming everything. It was a perfect oh, okay. final touch. This is you. Who cares, is it? Yeah, OK. You're drilling the down. rabbi, apparently, was very nervous. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> it says here, he referred, who oversaw the ceremony, referred to Brooklyn by his famous dad's name twice. So he called, he called Brooklyn David. Which is not surprising, actually. He's a bit of a clone of him with the old tattoos and everything. Yeah. Minus the football playing abilities. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure Jackie Mason had, he had a bit on a nervous uh, rabbi, I would imagine. But we, I don't know. I don't know where it would I take all Woody he was that nervous, was he? No, he's no. done quite no a lot idea. of weddings, I imagine. Yeah. That would be my idea. Yes. Um, somebody wrote into the, this is an odd one, but two Newcastle fans wrote into the Sun today. They said, hmm. we watch Man City fans victory parade on TV. Boy, those Mancunians know how to party. Why would you care and why would you write in? It's an odd thing to write in, isn't it? Seem, it does seem a bit strange, yeah. Oh, yes, I love the way they do that. Uh, Andy, how long can you hold a plank for? <laughs> I don't mean like um, yeah. a piece of wood. I'm oh, talking about in the, in the... Yeah. I did think you meant the plank. Well, but, I actually do... I, I know it does, you wouldn't know from my ridiculous bowling ball stomach. Yeah. But I do do a two-minute plank. Which do you? is quite good, but not as good. The best. Do you want to do it for us now? I'm quite willing. I'm quite willing to fit. Yeah, we have got a couple of minutes if you fancy. Oh, it. So uh, I'll put the mic down on the floor for you. <laughs> You've been talking like that. Well, yeah, oh, it's quite hard to minute. breathe when you're sort of planking. Well, I'll but, tell you what. Uh, I remember the one. Do you remember Paddy Power? The Paddy Power box. Yes. In uh, Cheltenham, when mm. they had a, a plank competition, it went on for ages. There's it did. Two fellas who looked much the worse for wear and yeah. had quite large stomachs, but were able. To plank for oh, okay. an indefinite period. It wasn't period. the day when uh, there was an international footballer, without saying his name, an international footballer who was in the box that day. And <laughs> yes. we said, Do you fancy coming on? He said, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah, I think was. he went down to the final competition. <laughs> oh, he was in it. The tipsters competition. I think oh, really? he was there that way, that, that day. Yeah, you know you are. Your secret is safe with us. Um, anyway. I, I bring this up, Andy, because yeah. Gus Yee, who's 73, Gus Yee, 73, you've got to have a system. Um, he very impressively uh, held a plank for 8 minutes 37 seconds. God. Um, which is very, which is very impressive. He is some way short of the world record, and we we now bring back our well-known quiz show, which for some reason has never quite been picked have another up guess by uh, yeah the TV companies. <laughs> have another guess. Oh, here we um, go. The Australian um, Daniel Scally. Um, yeah. I don't know if he is or not. Probably. He set the uh, Guinness <laughs> World Record for the plank uh, last August. How how long did he... It's in hours, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, 15 it's, hours, 37 minutes. 15 hours, 37 minutes. Have another guess. I'll give, I'll, <laughs> Higher or lower? It's lower. Okay. Uh, 10 hours, 29 minutes. Okay. Um, have another guess. And Higher it is, or lower? It's lower. Just one more lower. One more. A day. Seven hours. Uh, no, it was nine and a half hours. Oh. It's not particularly... It's quite a long time. Managed attention particularly well there, did I? Did he need to go to the loo? I don't know. That's all the information (laughs) I've got. You know, someone's going to have to look at one up. Was it on telly? It wouldn't make great TV, would it, really? (laughs) You know? Heart specialist, well, you could t- only watch an hour of it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> watch the first hour of Daniel Scally's plank, and then you're going to have to turn off. Yeah, uh, this, this caught me on my attention as well today. Mm. The um, 
be looking for a new host of Countdown. Are they? Apparently, yes. Uh, well, now Anne Robinson has left. Colin's been doing, isn't he? Colin, Colin I think Colin Murray, Colin's yeah. in the frame, really. Yeah, but be, yeah. uh, Hugh Edwards uh, is behind them, I think, for the job. And it says at the end of it, you'll just have to join the queue, Hugh. Q, Hugh, Barney McGrew. Paul, Paul, <laughs> Paul, si- Paul Simon's doing a new version of 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover, is he? Built around Countdown. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, a bloke on the uh, Elizabethan line. Is that what it's called? The Elizabeth line. It's called the Elizabethan line. Imagine what it's that would be like, one. standing there, trying to get in with your rough collar. It'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? We're off. Where are you going? I'm going off to the hunting grounds of Paddington. There used to be all trees around here. Imagine the last time I went out, came out this way. Sort of bean, it was all it was all tre- ceiling of the, the carriage. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. The Elizabeth line. Li- the only listed, uh, yeah, the Elizabeth line. Yeah, yeah. yeah I quite, quite, because I had the you, day off yesterday. You were talking about going for a ride on it. Yeah, I thought yesterday. Grow would be up. What's the matter with you? I thought it was quite fun to it's go the first day. It's a form of transport. It's not. A, I couldn't get on. It's people, Disneyland. People queued. I know. For, for, and, and not only that, um, this bloke. I don't know how he did this. He had a waistcoat made and yeah. a mask out of the same material that the seats were made out. Of. So yeah. he must have found out how, who, who made the seats, bought the material, and then got somebody yeah. to to knock him up a waistcoat. Yeah, seems a lot of work just yeah. for the first bit day. Bit of a self-styled character, if you'd ask me. Well, I'd say so. Not, not as bad as that bloke who shouts at trains who got a special tour. Yes, I know. Well, it was so famous that bloke. Andy, one day, there. one day you'll reach that level of fame. Maybe when you've I tried it, but you... I couldn't. I couldn't get the camera right. I, I did it at Chiswick Station. I shouted at the ten twenty nine. You are desperate for that. You, you and I your am. TikTok. You are quite desperate to become <laughs> a TikTok sensation. I'm never going viral. Do you know that? <laughs> um, Mark, except for the wrong reasons. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, Mark in Scunny says I played for college uh, wanderers and fifteen years ago, and we were rubbish. Well, things oh, have clearly go, picked up. Yeah, I mean, to the point tremendous. where they get top bus rides I'm pushing your luck says uh, Paul in Shrewsbury I once met um, Uri Geller at Shrewsbury Town whilst he was at Exeter mm. I shook his hand and then asked a steward behind him if the kitchen had hidden all the spoons in readiness for his arrival not a bad line not I'm not sure we get used what, to did it. he laugh embarrassing and awkward laughter after seeing uh, mm. Uri Geller's uh, reaction I don't think he, I mean, he must be used to the spoon yeah, material, isn't he? I, think he I would think. It, it? Yeah, there was yeah. a game on last night, Andy. It was the National League playoff on BT Sport, and it was a oh, good yeah. game. Was it? Who played? It was Halifax Chesterfield. Halifax uh, played uh, Chesterfield, and they lost two one. Well done to uh, Chesterfield. They now play Solihull. I don't have to tell you that Solihull Moors in the semi final. Mm. Yeah, that'll so, be good. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll be good. Well, yeah. I won't watch it. Of course. <laughs> so committed to the world. Yeah, let's remember, of course, who sent that one in to tell you it was Craig, the Arsenal fan. Non-league football to Andy is anybody in the bottom half of the Premier League. <laughs> below been, top six. Been, yeah, that is that is. The, I might have to adjust to below top eight. <laughs> that is the that is the amateur game. Yeah, you may have to change that. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby, Annie Jacobs here on TalkSport. Now, we don't spend a great deal of time on this uh, radio station talking about modern pentathlon. I think it's fair to say mm. it's not the heartland. I think I think we should. I think part of game day for next season. <laughs> well, uh, we, we, there's something going on in the sport at the moment which mm. uh, it does require a, a bit of a chat, I think. Because it's going to be Ninja Warrior. Um, it's mm. one of the oldest sports in the Olympics. And it has featured pretty traditional sports, fencing and swimming and running and shooting. And until recently, 
show jumping. But uh, show jumping is a bit in the dust, and you'd think, well, they'd be... They'd call it even more modern pentathlon. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. ultra-modern pentathlon. And you think they'd now be looking for something similar and traditional to replace it, but not a bit of it. Say, they've gone Ninja Warrior. Uh, they're going to try a rope swing, monkey bars, and a tsunami wall, wherever that is. Mm. Here to tell us more, uh, our horsey correspondent uh, and our old friend Rupert Bell. Good afternoon, Rupert. It is always good to talk about something new, to keep it, it fresh. It is. I mean, and modern, penta- modern pentathlon, not something I've watched a lot of, but I do know a little bit about it. I, I, there's a couple of friends of mine who've competed in it, um, and I've worked with and but the riding element is the thing that is causing its problems. It will still be ri- have the horses in Paris, but it's for the next uh, Olymp- Olympics in Los Angeles that they want to bring in the the game show element to it um, because they want television to try and make it seem relevant. And that is one of the big debates. First, you had it in 1912. It was very much an elite sport for amateur cavalry officers. And obviously that's that was the original uh, mm. people who were allowed to compete. A, 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 a ranker who'd come through the uh, if you were a lance corporal, you weren't allowed to compete in it because oh. you were deemed to be a professional and you weren't all living from horses. What the difference is in having an officer who rode a horse in the army is, I know not, but that's how it started. And now it's sort of evolved into the current format, but they want to make it basically have a more appeal for TV. And that's why, you know, we've seen many different sports come into the Olympics and modern pentathlon is a sport now having to review whether it's relevant. It's the same with all the other equestrian disciplines, Hmm. because they, too, are trying to make sure they seem relevant to a wider TV global audience, which drives the Olympics. Dressage could have crazy golf. That'd be quite good as the course. You think well, so they have to, you have think... to sort of start trotting around the windmill and going side <laughs> three to get through the clown's mouth. Pla- They've already kind of gone down some of this road. They've gone a bit laser quest already, haven't they? They introduced these sort of laser guns into it rather than rifle shooting. Yeah, and, and because that obviously they're trying to condense it into a one-day format, and presumably it's easier, and probably doesn't require a great big range for obviously safety issues, um, so that you can have a, a sort of you go into your the local laser hut basically and far away, yeah. uh, and then you carry on running. I think that's probably a very simplistic view. It's not quite how it works, but again, it's all part of trying to make it seem a more relevant sport for people to take part in, and and. And that's its problem. But, you know, clearly the purists are up in arms, but the people behind in the modern pentathlon, the sort of the, the bigwigs there say it's something that will make us more relevant and encourage people to to take part in the sport. Well, um, all I remember when I used to have to try and do the monkey bars in the army, I used to hate it. And when I used to have to go up the wall, I didn't like it. So um, it's it's definitely something, again, with a military, there's a, definitely they've looked at what sort of things are relevant within military training, the kind of games that they're, additions they're bringing to the format. Right. They can have that thing, that gun thing when they do it at the Royal well, the, Tournament, the, the, Fleet, the Air, Fleet Arm. Air Arm. <laughs> yeah, that would be, quite, would be quite quite taking a gun the, apart. The, the yeah. interesting thing about it, I think, which was fun was the fact that the horse it was random wasn't it you the the riders and the horses didn't know each other until they actually got on the horse you might get a pit pony you might get a shire horse you may get a pantomime horse that was always that was it was you didn't know what horse you were going to get till you turned up well this was the problem that appeared in last year's olympics Mm. is that someone got a horse and then didn't know and was actually doing really well until if you 
uh, he or she got the wrong horse. Yeah. Horse she was a German rider, wasn't it? We were watching yeah. it live. It was a German rider. She was in and floods of was, tears. It just started that was yeah, good careering through the fences like, <laughs> like but, it didn't think they were there. Yeah, and then so therefore... You are dependent on the local organisers producing enough horses of the same standard mm. so that everyone feels that they've got a, an equal chance. And clearly in this case, that the German rider, when she got onto the horse, you know, obviously went, the horse just was downing tools and not interested. And, yeah. and that is the problem, the, the lottery element. But in a sense, that is, you know, if you can get onto, jockeys get on a horse most days, they're getting on a horse they've never ridden before. And they're riding in races. So it is part of the rider's skill to be able to work out what that horse is doing and then try and make sure you get the best result possible. And that's the skill of the rider. Yeah, I remember that horse. I backed it at Cheltenham this year. I'm sure you did. <laughs> it just seems on the face of it a bit of a mad idea because you've got all these traditional yeah. sports and these, now you've got these outlier monkey bar ninja warrior games. It all feels one. And I know there is a, uh, there's a movement to try and protect it. That's a little bit mad. Anyway, we'll move on to another story. Um, yesterday over in uh, Punchestown, over in Ireland, um, Sawbuck, four-year-old gelding, uh, had had six starts and done nothing, won at 300 to one, the longest starting price of a winner. I think it's the joint uh, uh, ever. At one point it was 400 to one, but came in. I think if somebody had two quid each way. And it came, <laughs> I think it was, came in at 300 to one. I mean... This is pretty rare, isn't it? And we're going to play the commentary yeah. in a moment, which I think summed up all the excitement of everybody at Punchestown <laughs> yesterday. But before we do that, Rupert, yeah, pretty rare, a 300-to-1 winner. Yeah, it is. And Conor O'Dwyer is the trainer. It was ridden by his son. Conor O'Dwyer might be familiar with listeners as he was a former jockey. He rode the Gold Cup winner back in the 90s and a, a really you know, good lad and obviously got this horse to produce right. It, was, it wasn't the biggest day of the year um and clearly it was a maiden hurdle and clearly the form of this horse was pretty ordinary although it, as you always get in post-race interviews well, well the horse had been working well at home and we hadn't lost faith but um i'll tell you what if you listen to the commentary it was underwhelming uh, i think peter o'hare mm. and for andy's sake who does the commentary is the son of the great michael o'hare who mm. did that famous fine avon commentary the style is poles apart. Yeah, so let's hear the commentary. I, I, I don't think Peter was really sort of summed up the sense of occasion of a, of a, a historic 300 to 1 winner. This is, this is how it all unfolded. Sawbuck out in front. Jumps it about two and a half in front. Ballybon Belter second. Vachito Lion behind them. Female approach. Less than 150 yards to race. And out in front it's Sawbuck and Charlie O'Dwyer leading by about four as they go to the line. And Sawbuck will win the opener for the O'Dwyers. Ballybon Belter second. Vachito third. Yeah, quite yeah, understated mate. there on yeah, <laughs> racing, too TV, excited. racing TV yeah. yesterday. But I think uh, your job's safe there, Rupert. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, clearly, it wasn't the biggest crowd at Punchestown. It wasn't like their festival of a few weeks back no. where they had 30-odd thousand. There was probably uh, Conor O'Dwyer and the groom and a few others. There were plenty of runners, um, of some, but clearly um, Peter was not definitely not on. Um, no. and, uh, <laughs> yeah, he got 100 quid That's on that. That's true. Really, definitely if he had been, not. Yeah. He'd been going mad. He would have been in tears. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It would, he, he would have definitely gone his father's route, who, for people who don't, Michael O'Hare was yeah. Doyen. He was the sort of Peter O'Sullivan equivalent in Ireland, yeah. had this amazing voice and, and got very excited. And um, they're a racing family, uh, and but clearly. <laughs> 
this was a, it was a surprise. We've seen, well, winner last year of the Irish Grand National was 150 to 1. I mean, I remember Norton's coin winning the Gold Cup at 100 to 1 was deemed a major shock. Well, it was a major shock at the time, even more so the fact that I, I did actually back it. Wow, so, that's uh, the biggest that shock of all. And it won. And it won. And it won. Back in 1991, I think it was, in 1990. Yeah. And it was Your so last winner. I'd, I'd love to hear Peter doing his father's great commentary. Castle fires has fallen. Honey ends gun. Oh, here comes the fuss. Yeah, <laughs> there we are. Point even. Fantastic point, even. Uh, Rupert, <laughs> it's a kind of it's like Leonard Cohen, it's, uh, the school of, yeah. school of uh, racing commentary, yeah. really. Anyway, well, less is more. Yeah, less, yeah, that's right. Quite. Let's have a bit more understatement in commentary. You know, we I mean, just say, uh, yeah, Aguero. And I swear you'll never see anything like that again. It's as if, you know, it's Bob Harris, isn't it? It's just those moments uh, that, yeah, okay. Some people are... Emery for Great Britain, who cares who's third? Some people are on the pitch. They uh, think it's all over. Well, blimey, it is now. It's a different score, isn't it? It's just a different approach. Have you got any other great commentary moments brought to life in the Peter over here? England have won the Ashes. Yeah, that was it. Cheers, Rupert. Thanks very much. Very good. There we are. Rupert Bell there. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yeah, Fraser makes the point, you know, Maggie Thatcher... Winston Churchill, <laughs> your boys, where you get the idea with that. But uh, yeah, just a downbeat. The world of downbeat commentary could yeah, be very, very be, different. This yeah, is very good. Really Fantastic. Commentator's armory, is it? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport. We enter the world of low key commentary after listening to Peter O'Hare <laughs> like call home the 301. <laughs> 301 winner at Punchestown yesterday in a very low-key way, considering it was only the second time it ever happened on a, a horse of that odds. Mm. And uh, Anthony Cassidy says, England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins. The barest of margins. Oh, actually, I put a bit too much into <laughs> yeah, that, really, didn't I? <laughs> far too much into that. That was and, the commentary, though, wasn't it? It was the yeah. New Zealand commentator. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> he basically while, did it like that. And while we're... <laughs> well, no, he, was, he, he didn't. No. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, we told you earlier on about a 300 to 1 winner. At mm. pun- at, uh, was it Punchestown, wasn't it, yesterday over in Ireland? And it's very, very rare that uh, happens. Only the uh, second only time. Only the mm. second time it's happened. It was over in Ireland, Leopardstown, a little while ago. So you would think, in the moment, the commentator, who was Peter O'Hare, son of the legendary Michael O'Hare, would just get wrapped up in the moment of knowing a bit of kind of co-history had uh, mm. happened. Well, well, not quite. This is uh, Peter calling them home on racing TV. Sawbuck out in front, jumps it about two and a half in front, Ballybon Belter second, Vachito Lion behind them, female approach, less than 150 yards to race, and out in front it's Sawbuck and Charlie O'Dwyer, leading by about four as they go to the line, and Sawbuck will win the opener for the O'Dwyers, Ballybon Belter second, Vachito third. Maybe he was on Paddy Von Belter. <laughs> He probably was. Um, And we wondered, maybe there is this school of very uh, low-key, great commentary moments that that we should have had more of over the years. Uh, Ben, the Spurs fan from Fareham, says, interesting, very interesting. Ah, just look at his face. Just look at his face. That one would have worked, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, Is this their moment? Beckham uh, into Sheringham and Solskjaer has won it. Manchester United have reached the promised land, <laughs> says Paul from Preston. It just doesn't bring it to life, doesn't it? Even Harry Carpenter saying, 
Go on, Frank. Says uh, John. <laughs> so uh, another quick I one. I love football, Stan. That's yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and uh, what about this one from Roger? And Damon Hill comes around the final corner to become world champion. And I'm going to have to stop there before I get too emotional. <laughs> Thank you for that. Very good. Yeah. So there we are. Thanks for all of those. There's low-key commentary. It could be all the rage. Um, uh, uh, Asa wants to know, is Andy still planking? <laughs> <laughs> Andy was... Well, two o'clock this afternoon, Andy was trying going to break the world planking record, although it is nine and a half hours. But uh, a pensioner did it for about ten minutes. But Andy says he can manage it. But anyway, he didn't do it. So no. sorry, Asa. He didn't follow through on that, I'm afraid. That's us. We're back tomorrow from one. Uh, Have a great evening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.